Therefore, we do not accept what we call arambha or a beginning for this creation, nor do we accept what we call parinama or a transformation. So normally, either a cause undergoes a transformation to become the effect, like the milk undergoes transformation to become curd, or a gold undergoing transformation to become ornament. And if you say that Brahma is Jagat Karanam, in that case does Brahman or Lord undergo a transformation to become this universe? The answer is no, because there is no universe in the real sense. If this universe enjoyed the same degree of reality as Brahman, then certainly a transformation would have been involved. When you talk of a pot and clay, clay transforming itself into pot, then pot and clay, both of them enjoy the same degree of reality. So when the cause and effect, both of them enjoy the same degree of reality, then the question of the cause transforming itself in the form of effect comes. However, here the relationship between the cause and effect is similar to that between the rope and the rope snake, where the rope appears to be a snake. And therefore, effect is what we call an appearance of the cause, or cause appearing as a effect, like a rope appearing as snake, and so also Ishvara appearing as the universe. So universe is an appearance, it does not enjoy the reality of Ishvara, and therefore the relationship is similar to that between rope and snake or Satya and Mithya. Brahman is Satya, Jagat is Mithya. And therefore, there is no Vada, meaning there is no theory of creation here that, that Ishvara got transformed to become creation or a new creation has come into being, such kind of thing is not there. And therefore, what they call Aramhavada, Parinamavada, etc., these kind of questions do not arise in this case. <coughs> now, continuing the discussion further, here a question is asked, Nanu ekaheva ishwaraha kasam chetana achetana jagadupadanam bhavishyati Now, we find the universe consisting of two kinds of objects. One is Chetana, other is Achetana. Sentient and insentient, two kinds of objects we find in this universe. How is it possible that one entity alone, so one Ishvara, how can he simultaneously be the cause of the sentient and the insentient both? We would imagine that the cause of the insentient beings should also be insentient. So, if there are all these different objects in the world which are inert, you would expect that the material cause of the inert objects must be inert and material cause of the sentient object must be sentient. So we would expect that two different kinds of causes must be there because there are two different kinds of objects in the world, sentient and insentient. How can one Ishwara alone become the cause of the sentient and the insentient objects of the world? That's the question. <coughs> this is the question then. Upadipradhanyena Achetan upadhanam chit pradhanyena chetan upadhanam cha bhavishyati. Ishvara is two things. Ishvara is nothing but Chaitanyam or Brahman identified, endowed with the upadhi of Maya. So Brahman functioning through Maya is Ishvara. Maya is the jada or the inner part and the Chaitanya is the conscious part. And so he said upadhi pradhanyena with reference to the upadhi namely Maya same Ishwara becomes the cause of all the inert creation, Chit Pradhanyana, inasmuch as the reality is Chaitanyam or consciousness, from that standpoint, Ishwara becomes the cause of 
the conscious being. So conscious and unconscious being. Maya is material and therefore it's a matter or inert. So Maya becomes the cause of the inert objects and Chaitanya becomes the cause of sentient objects. <coughs> this is what is said in the verse 187. <coughs> Achetananam hetusyad Jardyam Sheneshwarastatha Chidabhasam Shatastvesha Jeevanam Karanam Bhavet Achetananam Hetuhu Syat Jardyam Shena Ishwaraha Ishwara Jardyamsena. So Ishwara has two Amsha. One is Jardyamsha, another is Chetana Amsha. Jardyamsha means the inner aspect, that is Maya. And Chetana aspect is the consciousness. And therefore, inasmuch as Ishwara has Gupadi called Maya, from that standpoint he becomes the cause of Achetananam, of the inner things. Now what is a sentient conscious being? What we call a conscious being such as this one? It's nothing but that consciousness reflected in the antahkranam. So wherever there is a subtle body, there we have what we call conscious being, and where that subtle body is not, there are what we call inert beings. So table is called an inert object, and this one is called a conscious sentient object. What's the difference in the table and the human being is, there is a subtle body here, and there is no subtle body in the table. But even subtle body also is inert, understand? Even subtle body also is made up of only five inert, five elements in their subtle state. And the gross body is made up of five elements in a gross state. So what we call subtle body also is subtle matter. However, we still call it sentient because subtle body has this ability to reflect consciousness. Like the mirror has the ability to reflect my face and so also subtle body being subtle element, subtle and being pure, made of sattva, Therefore, it reflects consciousness. So consciousness, when it gets reflected in the subtle body, manifests itself as what we call a conscious being. Like sun, when it gets reflected in the bucket of water, how that water also becomes sentient? That water also gains the ability to illumine. <coughs> or a mirror, a mirror cannot itself illumine anything, but when sun is reflected in the mirror, how can it illumine through the reflection of the mirror? A dark place. So how the mirror gains the ability to illumine? We can say mirror has become a illuminator because of the sun being reflected there. And so also our mind, the subtle body, which is inert really, on account of consciousness being reflected there, it becomes as though a conscious entity. <coughs> so really conscious entities are not created. Consciousness is not created. It just gets reflected. It's like placing hundred buckets in a terrace and the sun gets reflected and you automatically a creation of hundred reflections. It's not that hundred little suns are created there, it is that hundred reflecting media are there. And so, so what we call conscious beings are nothing but so many subtle bodies. And wherever a subtle body is, is going to reflect consciousness. And therefore, it affects as a conscious or a sentient being. <coughs> and so Maya creates this whole universe consisting of gross and subtle bodies. 
and that consciousness gets reflected wherever the subtle body is, and therefore we have what we call living beings. <coughs> the Sishwara becomes the cause for both living and the inert beings in this creation in this manner. <coughs> now, a technical point is taken up for discussion next. There are two terms we encounter. One is for Ishwara, other is Brahma or Paramatma. So, Brahman or Paramatma as endowed with Maya is called Ishwara. And without the Upadhi of Maya, it is called Brahman or Paramatma. <coughs> so, here it is said that Ishwara is Jagat Karanam, cause of creation. Meaning, Brahman as endowed with Maya becomes the cause of creation. However, elsewhere, we find that Brahman or Paramatma is directly said to be cause of creation. So, says in Nanu, Maya Vinaha Ishwarasya Jagat Karanatva Pratipadanam Anupannam Sureshwaracharyahi Paramatmanaheva Tadabhidana Adhiri Shankade Dvabhyam You say that Mayavi, who is Mayavi? One who wields Maya is called Mayavi. Means Ishwara, who wields Maya. So, he is called Mayavi. You say that Ishwara endowed with Maya becomes the cause of creation. This is what we have been saying. Because Maya is a creative power. And that alone becomes the cause of creation. <coughs> and that's how, on account of Maya, Ishwara also is called the cause of creation. So this is what you say, that anupannam, that is untenable, it's not right. Why? Sureshwaracharyaihi paramatmanaheva tat abhidhanat. However, a great Acharya of Vedanta, Sureshwaracharya, was a direct disciple of Shankaracharya and revered almost in the same way. So two Acharyas, gain the greatest reverence. First of course is Shankaracharya and next to him is Sureshwaracharya. And therefore, his work is taken very, very seriously as Siddhanta. And Sureshwaracharya has written two very important works called Vartika. And one is Vartika on Brahadaranyaka Upanishad, other one is Vartika on Taitriya Upanishad. Particularly Vartika on Brahadaranyaka is very profusely quoted and is referred to by the teachers for the, the, the Siddhanta. <coughs> so, whatever Sureshwaracharya says is taken seriously. Now, if he says that Paramatma or Brahman alone, Brahman is Jagat Karanam, and you are saying Ishwara is Jagat Karanam, that seems to be contradictory. Sureshwaracharya hi Paramatmanaeva tad abhidhana tadabhidhanam Jagat Karanatva abhidhana. Since Sureshwaracharya says that Paramatma is Jagat Karanam, here you say Ishwara is Jagat Karanam. Understand the difference between Ishwara and Paramatma. Paramatma, when endowed with Upadhi of Maya, is called Ishwara. So, there seems to be a contradiction here, or seems to be a difference. And therefore, if Sureshwaracharya is right, you cannot be right. That's the idea. So, that's another task that the text also has to accomplish. That whatever the previous Acharyas have written, if you find certain discrepancies apparently, then you must also resolve them. And there is an apparent discrepancy here, and that also is sought to be resolved, and that's why the next two verses present the question. <coughs> he quotes here from the verse of from the work of Sureshwaracharya and then presents his question here. So says the next two verses. Tamapradhanakshetranam. <coughs> Chidatmanam 
परणता भावना ज्ञान कर्म वार्तिकेण जड़चेतन हेतुता परमात्मन एवोक्ता So what the Vartikara, what Suresh Swaracharya says, is stated in the verse 88. Tamah pradhanah shetranam, chit pradhanah chidatmanam, parah karnatam eti. So way to read this is, Tamah pradhanah parah shetranam karnatam eti. चित प्रधान है पर चिदात्मनाम कारणताम एति दिस इज व्हाट सुरेश प्राचार्य सेस पर मींस परमात्मा अक्षरात परतः परह सो परह वन हु इज सुपीरियर टू इवन माया इज कॉल्ड परह मींस परमात्मा सो तमः प्रधान है परमात्मा देन परमात्मा और परम ब्रह्म तमः प्रधान है विद प्राधान्य ऑफ तमः सो वी सो अर्ली इन द फर्स्ट चैप्टर दैट Prakriti or the cause alone is looked upon in three ways. When there is pradhanya or predominance of sattva, the prakriti is called maya. When there is pradhanya of tamaha, that prakriti is called ajnanam. I mean, then there is what we call malin sattva, meaning the sattva is less and rajas tamas are more, then it is called ajnanam. When there is predominance of just tamas, then it is called this matter. From that becomes the cause of the jagat. So Maya, Ajnanam and then Prakriti. So these are the three aspects. With Maya, so consciousness reflected in Maya is called Ishwara. Same consciousness reflected in Avidya is called Jiva. And that consciousness reflected in the Tamaf Pradhana Prakriti is called Jagat. So it is one Brahman alone who is called Jiva, Jagat and Ishwara. So there are these three entities are there. The difference there is only in Upadhi. or the medium of reflection. So, Brahman is reflected in Maya, that is where Sattva is predominant, that Brahman comes to be called Ishwara. When same one reflected in the Savidya, where there is a Pradhanya of Tamas, and Rajas with less of Sattva, he comes to be called, it comes to be called Jiva. Same Brahman reflected in what we call Tamas Pradhanas Prakriti, Tamas Pradhanas Prakriti, it is called Jagat, Jadam. And that's what सुरेश्वराचार्य से परह मीन्स परमात्मा तमस प्रधान है तमस मीन्स तमोगुण वेन दैट इज प्रिडामिनेंट देन विथ रेफरेंस टू दैट क्षेत्राणाम कारणताम एपी से टीकाकार तमस प्रधान है तमोगुण प्रधान मायोपाधिक क्षेत्राणाम शरीरादीनाम भावना ज्ञान कर्म भी कारणम एपी सो परमात्मा थ्रू द एजेंसी ऑफ दिस प्रकृति Or cause which is tamoguna as predominant, he becomes the cause of kshetra. Kshetra means shariradinam. This body is called kshetra. Idam shariram kauntiya kshetra miti avidiyate. The one who knows kshetra is called kshetragnya, and that which is known is called kshetram. This body is called kshetram. The mind also is called kshetram. The whole universe is called kshetram because it is inert. And tamoguna is also inert. And the Paramatma becomes the cause of this Kshetra or the inert creation through this Tamaf Pradhan Prakriti. 
एंड देन चित प्रधान है सेम परमात्मा विद प्राधान्य ऑफ चित और कॉन्शियसनेस बिकम द कॉज ऑफ क्राइटेरियन वे What is the criterion why this body is having a certain configuration? That the universe has a certain configuration. What is the criterion? That criterion is said, Bhavana, Gnana, Karma. Bhavana means samskara. So all the past impressions that are there, so whenever we perform karma or actions, then every karma leaves an impression. And all those impressions are accumulated. They become the cause for the new karma. If I am in the habit of performing certain kind of actions repeatedly, then there occurs a tendency to repeat those actions and so those samskaras are sometimes called vasana also so those tendencies of samskaras they become the cause for new kinds of actions number 1 gnanam then deliberately entertain certain thoughts samskaras are habitually entertain certain thoughts and my actions are prompted by them then i entertain certain deliberate thoughts like meditation so when i meditate on something then it's a deliberate thought flow and that also is a deliberate action and that also has a certain result and karma and when i perform actions through my organs of action punya punya lakshanam sometimes my karma is of the nature of merit sometimes the nature of demerit so these the samskara the bhav the dhyanam meditation meaning all the internal the mental action that i perform and karma the external action that i perform these become the nimitta the cause for parmatma to create the universe in a certain way therefore this bhavana gnana karma they become what we call nimitta karanam or the instrumental cause and based on that ishvara creates the universe <coughs> in short according to this verse of sureshwaracharya it is parmatma or param brahma alone is the cause of creation and you are saying ishvara is the cause of creation so iti vartika karana जड़चेतन हेतुता परमात्मन उक्ता इति इन दिस मैनर वार्तिक कारण मीनिंग सुरेश्वराचार्य परमात्मन जड़चेतन हेतुता उक्ता न ईश्वरस्य सो वार्तिकारेट परमात्मा लोन कॉज ऑफ दिजेतन क्रिएशन एंड नॉट ईश्वर दिस इज अ क्वेश्चन शुणु सो हाउ डू एक्सप्लेन वॉट सुरेश्वराचार्य सैड That explanation is given in the verse 190. It says that the tika gara thom padarthe eva tat padarthe api adhisthan aropyayoho anyonya dhyasasya vakshatatvat mayamani pariharati. Adhyasa aropyayoho, not aropyayoho, but adhisthan aropyayoho. Adhisthan meaning substratum, aropyay is that which is superimposed. Very often you refer one for the other. So, from padartha eva, very often here, for example, a superimposition constantly goes on upon atma or the self, which is nitya shuddha buddha mukta, meaning which is always pure and free. Upon that, a superimposed idea of individuality, jivatvam. So, how that is what we call an adhyaropa, a superimposition upon from padartha. From padartha means atma. 
upon Atma there is superimposition of Jivatvam or the sense of individuality. And similarly also upon Tat Padartha, Tat Padartha is Param Brahma. Upon that there is what we call superimposition of Ishwaratva or Jagat Karanatvam. So just as I naturally or normally superimpose upon the self the sense of individuality, so also I superimpose upon Brahman the causality of the whole universe. And therefore sometimes Brahman is called Jagat Karanam, sometimes Ishwara is called Jagat Karanam. However, when Brahman or Paramatma is said to be Jagat Karanam, we would understand that what is meant is not Brahman but Brahman and or with Upadi. <coughs> so even though Sureshwaracharya evidently seems to say that Paramatma or Param Brahma is Jagat Karanam, what he means is Paramatma and or with Maya alone is Jagat Karanam. So Anyunya Dhyasasya Vivakshitattvat. That means that by viva adhyasa, a superimposition is vivakshitam, is what is intended there. And therefore, there is no contradiction between what we say and what Sarayashwaracharya says. That's what he said in the verse 109. So, pariharati, says footnote number one, paramatmanaheva jagatkaranatvam vartadeti kathanam asangatam. Meaning that paramatma, pure or shuddham brahma cannot be jagatkaranam. Only brahman endowed with maya can become jagatkaranam. And so, Sureshwaracharya cannot say that Param Brahma alone is Jagat Karanam. Even though he says Paramatma, what he means is Paramatma and now with Maya. <coughs> That's what he said in verse 190. Anyonya Dhyasa Matrabi Jeeva Kutasthayoriva Ishwara Brahmano Siddham Krutva Brute Sureshwara Anyonya Adhyasa Matrabi Jeeva Kutasthayoho Iva Just as normally there is an Adhyasa or superimposition that Kutastha, Kutasamidatma is changeless. Upon that, there is superimposition of what we call jivatvam or a sense of individuality. That's anyonya dhyasa. What happens is, the attributes of atma are superimposed upon jiva and attributes of jiva are superimposed upon atma. That's what happens. Atma is chetana. Atma is immortal. Atma is satya. Atma is I. But instead of that, that jiva or ahankara or chidabhasa is taken to be real, immortal I. And Chidabhasa is limited, and Atma is also taken to be limited. Chidabhasa is mortal, Atma is taken to be mortal. This is called Anyonya Adhyasa. Or this body, which in fact inert, is taken to be conscious. Meaning the consciousness that really belongs to Atma is superimposed upon the body, and body is taken to be conscious. This body is mortal. The mortality of the body is superimposed upon Atma, and Atma is taken to be mortal. This is called Anyonya dhyasa or mutual superimposition. <coughs> so just as that natural normally takes place here, similarly also, Ishwara Brahmanoho Anyonya dhyasma adhyasam siddham krutva. And so also, even when Sureshwaracharya says, it is Brahma that is Jagat Karanam, upon Brahma that Karanatvam or the causality is superimposed, and then Brahma upon which causality is superimposed, that alone is intended to be the Jagat Karanam, the cause of the creation by Sureshwaracharya. 
and Brute Sureshwara. So Sureshwara only says that way, that Brahman upon which the causality is superimposed. <coughs> Let me explain further. Says Nanu Sureshwara Charyehi Ishwara Brahmanoho Anyonya Dhyasaha Siddhavat Kritya Vyavhutahedi Kathavagamyade. How do you say? That Sureshwaracharya, even though he uses the word Paramatma, meaning Param Brahman, and still you interpret by saying that even though he says Paramatma, he means Ishwara. How do you say that? So that, that kind of Nanyonya Dhyasa is intended by Sureshwaracharya, and then that as though it is understood, so therefore it doesn't sometimes bother to clarify. Sometimes what happens is, when a certain understanding prevails, then every time you don't bother to clarify things. Because certain words are used in a certain manner. So Sureshwaracharya does not even there take time to explain that what I mean by Paramatma is actually Ishwara. And he does not explain, so you say that he already has accepted that, that even though Paramatma is a word that is used, what is accepted that is Ishwara. How do you, how do you say that this is what he has in mind? Vasad. He says, when you do Pariyalochana, meaning, when you actually analyze the Shrutyartha, when you analyze the statements of the Shruti, then you will see yourself how Param Brahma directly cannot be the cause unless we superimpose upon Param Brahma the idea of Ishvara, and then alone it can be caused. So, this is what you, Shruti also does the same thing. Even Upanishad also doesn't seem to uh, necessarily clarify and leaves it upon us, in fact, to understand what is intended there. And so just as we find that Shabda Prayoga or that method in Sureshwaracharya, the same kind of a method is employed by the Shruti also in Taitriya Upanishad. And that's what the author quotes here to show that this method is similar. And so Shrutim Asataha Pathati, that statement of the Upanishad, is not repeated verbatim, but is repeated from the standpoint of meaning in the verse 191. <coughs> Satyam Jnanam Anantam Yata Brahmatasmat Samutthitaha Khamvayavagnjalor Vyoshadhi What did you share your, uh, you know, you can both of you share this text, perhaps that will help. Satyam Jnana Vanantam Yad Brahma Tasmat Samutthitaha Khamvayavagni Jala Urvi Oshri Annadehaha Samutthitaha Itishrudihi so we know very well what Taitriya Upanishad says. Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahma Yoveda Nahitam Guhayam etc. Tasmadvai Tasmadatmanaha Akasha Sambhutaha Akashadvayuhu Vayuhu Agnihi Agnihi Apaha Adhyas Prasivi Prasivyam Oshadeha Oshadibhya Annam Annat Purusha Purusha means Deha. So there Tasmadvai Tasmadatmanaha Akasha Sambhutaha Tasmad means Tasmad Brahmanaha. Etasmad Atmanaha, 
Akasha Sambuddha. From that Brahman, which is his Atma, Akasha was born. And from Akasha space was born air, and from their fire, water, earth, then plants and vegetables and the body. So there also Taitriya Upanishad seems to say that from Param Brahma, which is Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahma, from that alone the whole universe has come out. How is it possible that Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahma can ever give rise to universe? Because in order to give rise to universe, become the cause of creation, there must be duality. There must be multiplicity potentially there and there no the universe can emerge. Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahma is one without a second and therefore there is no way that it can become the cause of this creation. And still Upanishad says, from that Brahman which is his Atma, this whole universe evolved or emerged. That shows that even Shruti also means it is not Brahman alone, but Brahman and all is Maya. We have to understand that step. Because if we don't accept that presence of Maya there, then we cannot explain how Param Brahma can become the Jagat Karanam. It cannot become the cause of the creation. For anything to become a cause, it must have some attributes. It must have the ability to undergo transformation. Otherwise, a thing cannot become a cause. And a cause must also be what we call inert. Material cause must be inert because the effect is inert. While Brahman is conscious. How can conscious Brahman become the cause of the inert creation? Only when there is some factor which makes it possible. And that factor is called Maya. So we have to imagine a factor called Maya being implied by the Shruti even though not specifically stated. <coughs> so Shruti also superimposed upon Param Brahma the Jagat Karanatma, the causality of the creation. Which causality is not possible in Param Brahma. And still Shruti presents Param Brahma as the cause of creation. Means that Shruti superimposes causality upon Param Brahma. And that causality can only belong to Maya cannot belong to Param Brahma. And thereby, even there also, we have to imagine that Shruti also does a Radhyasa between Ishwara and Brahman. Ishwara meaning the Brahman with Maya becomes Jagat Karanam. And Shruti says Brahman is Jagat Karanam. So, causality that belongs to Ishwara is superimposed upon Brahma. And then, as though that is understood by the students, Shruti quietly says that without really clarifying it. <coughs> and that's a style. And the same style is also adopted by Suresh Vacharya, and therefore there is no contradiction. <coughs> the Tikaga explains there. No, he doesn't even explain. So, Kham, Vayu, Agni, Jala, Urvi. Just Kham means space, Vayu means air, Agni means fire, Jala means water, Urvi. Urvi means Prusvi, earth. Oshadhi, Oshadhi means all the plants, vegetables, Annam, the food. Deha means the body. All of these have Tasmat, Brahmanaha, Samuchitaha. All these have evolved from Brahman. This is what the Shruti says. <coughs> so discussion is not complete. Bhavatu Esha Shruti. Suppose Shruti says that. So what? Anaya Kasam Anyonyadhyasavagatihiti. Just because Shruti said that the whole universe has emerged from Param Brahman. How do you say that? That Adhyasa is involved in this Shruti statement also. How did you arrive at that? Avagatihi <coughs> Ityataha Aha. If that question is there, then the answer is given in verse 192. Apata drushti tas tatra. 
ब्रह्मणो भाति हेतुता हेतोस्य सत्यता तस्मात् अन्योन्याध्यास इष्यते आपादृष्टितः तत्र ब्रह्मणः हेतुता भाति तो टीकाकरण तस्याम श्रुतौ इन दुति स्टेटमेंट ऑफ द उपनिषद सत्यम ज्ञानमनंत ब्रह्म तस्मात्मात्म आकाश समूह इन दैट पर्टिकुलर स्टेटमेंट आपाद दुष्टिता अपेरेंटली सीट मीनिंग इफ यू डू नॉट रियली क्लोज यू लुक एट द श्रुति एंड जस्ट टेक अपेरेंटली और एविडेंट मीनिंग ऑफ द श्रुति then it may look as though param brahma is the cause of creation now so many misunderstandings do happen with reference to the statements of upanishad that's what has led different acharyas to interpret the statements in different ways and that required badarayana to compose the sutras in order to give us the the meaning of course for your information brahma sutras are interpreted by all the acharyas in their own way don't think that brahma sutra can also be interpreted only in one way just as upanishads are interpreted as the advaita vishishta advaita dvaita advaita in every way every acharya has the uh, justification for their interpretation all those acharyas interpret brahma sutra also that way and they interpret bhagavad gita also that way and so uh, you have to look at the arguments etc however since upanishads lend themselves to the to different interpretations and apparent contradictions therefore badarayana composed the brahma sutras in order to resolve those contradictions and many points which badarayana could not clarify in the in the spectrum of the sutras are taken up by such texts as here so you can take this also as a discussion that could have arisen in brahma sutra which was not taken up there because after all, how much can you do and so many of those doubts are resolved in such texts here this is one of those doubts आपादृष्टिताुण ब्रह्मण हेतुता भाति भाति सो व्हेन वी जस्ट वेन वी लुक एट दिस श्रुति इट लुक्स एज दो दैट सत्यम ज्ञानम अनंतम ब्रह्म विच इज परम ब्रह्म विच नित्य शुद्ध बुद्ध मुक्त स्वभाव विच इज प्योर इन एवरी रिस्पेक्ट विच निर्गुण ब्रह्मण ब्रह्मन विदाउट जगत कारणत्व भाति इट लुक्स एज दो आपादृष्ट में स्थूल दृष्टिया और अपूर्ण दृष्टिया जस्ट इफ यू लुक एट इट इकर्सरी ग्लैंस इफ यू गिव और इफ यू डोंट गो इन टू इन टू दैथ एंड जस्ट सुपरफिशियल इफ यू एनालाइज इट लुक्स एज दो निर्गुण ब्रह्म इज जगत कारणम सो इट लुक्स फ्रॉम दैट एंड देन वी नो दैट जगत कारणम कैन ओनली बी ईश्वर बट दैट स्टेप इज नॉट स्टेटेड दैर एंड सो जगत हेतोस्त सत्यता एंड सेन सत्यम ज्ञान अनंतम ब्रह्मन इज प्रेजेंटेड एज अ कॉज ऑफ क्रिएशन इट मीन्स द कॉज ऑफ क्रिएशन इज सत्यम वट इज द कॉज ऑफ क्रिएशन ईश्वर सो ईश्वर इज कॉज सत्यम दैर एंड सत्यम ब्रह्म इज कॉज जगत कारण सो जगत कारण से मायाधीन चिदाभास आपात प्रतीमानम एंड सो वी ऑल्सो फील फाइंड दैर दैट जगत कारण इज द कॉज ऑफ द क्रिएशन Which should be Maya Dhinam Chidabhasa, means Chidabhasa, which is reflected through Maya. So he is called Satyam. So Ishvara becomes Satyam, 
and Brahman because Jagat Karanam. None of that is possible. Brahman cannot be directly Jagat Karanam because Brahman is Nirgunam, attributeless, partless. And Ishwara cannot be called Satya in an ultimate sense because Ishwara is with Maya and then Maya is the unreal aspect of it. I shouldn't say Ishwara should not be called Satya, but Jagat Karanam Tvam cannot be Satya. Because Brahman, Jagat is not Satya, and therefore there is no Satya Jagat Karanam. Jagat itself is Mithya, the cause of creation, the causality also is Mithya. See, understand that we say that the clay is the cause and pot is the effect. If we take pot as an entity separate from clay, then alone clay can be called the cause of the pot. But when you closely scrutinize the pot, then what do you find? You find that what we call pot is nothing but clay at all. All over there is clay. And therefore, what is in that which can be called pot? You may say Nama Rupa is pot. But Nama Rupa doesn't have any, any tangible existence at all. And thus, when you scrutinize that object called pot, we find it to be nothing but clay. If it is only clay, then it is not an effect, it is clay alone. So, if pot is an effect, then alone clay can be caused. But if there is no such entity as pot, then clay cannot be called cause also. Because causality also is only with reference to effect. If there is no effect, there is no cause. So, as long as we accept Jagat of the universe as, as a real entity, so long we say that Ishwara is the cause of this creation. But when we scrutinize this universe, then we find that there is no reality in there. And therefore, really, there is, really speaking, there is no universe because it's an appearance. And if there is no universe of the effect, there is no cause also. So, causality also is mitya. But then, we say that cause is Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahma. And therefore, causality also is said to be real. So, what is happening is, upon Param Brahma, we superimpose the idea of causality. And upon the cause, we superimpose the idea of reality. And that is what it looks. So, unless we see that this superimposition is intended by the Shruti, otherwise that statement would not make sense. Meaning, that Satyam Jnanamantam Brahma cannot be directly the cause of the universe. Only when endowed with Maya, it can be the cause of the universe. And so, that Upanishad automatically takes for granted that the Maya is intended to be there or Maya is included there when Brahman is presented as the cause of the universe. <coughs> so, Anyonya Adhyasamantarena Naghatade Iti Bhavaha So, unless we accept that there, unless we imagine or unless we see that Anyonya Adhyasa intended there, otherwise we cannot explain how Param Brahma can become the cause of universe. So, since Shruti presents Param Brahma, Nirgunam Brahma as cause of universe, Shruti intends the presence of a factor called Maya. And therefore, if Maya is there, that is what we have to see, that, or we have to understand, that if Maya were not there, Brahman could not have been Jagat Karanam. <coughs> so, this is called Arthapati. Arthapati is, so, uh, it says, Na Ghatate, Anyatha Anupati. Anyatha Anupati means, it would not have been possible unless Maya were there, and otherwise, Brahman cannot be Jagat Karanam. <coughs> And so, both Sureshwaracharya as well as Upanishad, both of them, even though apparently they seem to present Param Brahma or Paramatma as Jagat Karanam, what they mean is Paramatma endowed with Maya. <coughs> Meaning Ishwara is Jagat Karanam. Don't differentiate between Ishwara and Param Brahma. Don't think that Ishwara is a separate entity. Param Brahma alone is called Ishwara. Param Brahma alone is called Ishwara when we look upon it as cause of the creation. <coughs>
एवं अन्योन्यध्यासिद्धम ईश्वर ब्रह्मण एक घटित पट दृष्टांत स्मरण दृढ़ी अगेन ए दृष्टांत अन्योन्यध्यासिद्धम ईश्वर ब्रह्मण एक That can happen only when we superimpose a causality upon Brahma, and so Ishvara and Brahma are looked upon as one. Anyonya dhyasa is there. How that is similar to the ghatita pada dhastanta smaradena dhadayati. Earlier the dhastanta was given to explain the universe. The dhastanta illustration of what we call a canvas and the painting. So universe was compared to the, the painting. The canvas is compared to Param Brahma, the Rishthanam. So said that, that there is what we call a canvas. Upon that you apply the stars. Upon that you apply the the general outline. And upon that you fill up all the colors. So this is the illustration that was given. So canvas is comparable to Param Brahman. Upon that you apply what we call the stars. And that is compared to Ishwara, Antaryami. On that you draw all the outlines. That is compared to Hiranyagarbha. In that you draw, fill all the colors and all the details. That is called Virad. So different stages. Now what happens is upon the canvas, when you apply that stars, to the one who is uninitiated may think that this is only, this is only cloth. He may not realize that starch has been actually applied to the cloth. And so how that starch is superimposed upon the cloth, and looks as one entity alone. In, in fact, there are two entities. The cloth also is there, and stars also is there. But when it is not known, then one may take that to be one entity. Just as upon Param Brahma, there is stars of Maya. And so they are taken to be one entity, and so also the canvas, which is nothing but a cloth upon which the starch is applied, is taken as one entity. Cloth itself is not the basis for the, the painting. Cloth upon which starch is applied, that is that becomes the ground for the painting. <coughs> and that idea is stated in the verse 93. I mean, it's a very simple thing actually, but uh, when verses are there, it looks like very difficult. Very simple ideas. Anyonya dhyasarupasau Annalittapato yatha घट्टिते नैकता मेति तद्वद्भ्रांत्यैकता तो यथा यथा जस्ते अन्नलिप्तपटह अन्न मीन स्टार्च अन्नलिप्तपटह मीन दट क्लॉक Upon which starch has been applied. Anyonya adhyasarupaha. How the cloth and starch are taken as one entity. And so starch which has certain, possesses certain qualities are superimposed on the cloth. And cloth which has existence. So starch cannot exist by itself. Starch requires a cloth. And so it is a cloth that provides satta and spurti to the starch. It is starch that provides a causality to the cloth. Had stars not been there, cloth could not have been the basis for the painting. Had cloth not been there, stars could not be there. And therefore, there is an anyonya dhyasa between the cloth and the stars. 
and we have one entity called the canvas or whatever you call it. So, ghattitena ekatam eti anlipta patavayatha ghattitena ekatam eti. How that, that cloth becomes one with the stars. Sadhudhantya ekatam gadha. Similarly also, Param Brahma Ishwara looked upon as one entity. Param Brahma is comparable to that cloth. Maya is comparable to the stars which appear upon the cloth. And then that Brahman, this Maya alone can become the cause of the creation. Brahman itself cannot. Upon the cloth itself you cannot paint. Upon the cloth with stars alone you can paint. And so, when they do not discern this difference, then they take them to one entity alone. And so they come to the conclusion that each, the Brahman is also Sagunam Brahman. Those who take the universe as real will consider Brahman also as real cause and will think that Brahman is Sagunam or endowed with attributes of creativity, etc. Bhantya ekatva patau dushtantam abhidaya apara darshinam bhed apratirau purvoktameva dushtantantram darshayati Now, how Bhranti, because of Bhranti, how two things are taken to be one, Apadarasinam Bhedapradidav, and similarly also when we do not stop to scrutinize, that's how our life is. That we don't really take time to scrutinize the various conclusions we have about ourselves, about Jagat and about Ishwara. And without scrutinizing, I just take myself to be a jiva or a limited individual. I take myself to be a mortal, ignorant, unhappy person, and have, do not really scrutinize that when I take myself to a mortal being, that is superimposition involved, the, the body, mortality of the body is superimposed upon the eye, that we don't stop to scrutinize. And in life we do not do. So also we take whatever we come across as real. And so jagat that we perceive is taken to be real automatically. Without scrutinizing whether what we perceive is enjoys, what degree of reality it enjoys. It just gives it absolute reality, whereas it only enjoys what we call a relative reality. This called apadadarshana, a casual, uh, a, a casual look. Towards life also, we have a casual look. We just take things for granted. And so, two things are taken to be one, or when two are there, we fail to, to distinguish the two things separate from each other. And so, another distanta, and the illustration is given, which was also referred to earlier. Megha Kasha Maha Kasha Vivichetena Pamarai Tadvad Brahmesha Yoraikyam Pashyantya Patadarshinaha Then another illustration was given earlier, quite an elaborate illustration of different kinds of akasha. There, there is a part, you know, that the, the space which is confined to a part is called ghata akasha. Imagine that in the space, in the part you have filled the water. In that water, the sky gets reflected. So that, the sky that is circumscribed by the water is called jalakasha. Now imagine the space. So we have what we call Mahakasha or the all pervasive space. And in the space we have the clouds which completely cover the space. Then the Akasha or the sky reflected in the water which is in the cloud was called Meghakasha. Meghakasha means the cloud space. The total space 
cloud space, water space and pot space. All these were also given to illustrate our life only, to try to explain. At the individual level, this upad is comparable to a part. The body can be compared to a part. The antahkara of the mind which is there can be compared to the water. And the consciousness reflected in the water is called jiva. And this space, pure space in the body is called kutastha chaitanyam or atma. And the reflected, that, that space reflected in the water is comparable to jiva, the chaitanya reflected in the mind. At the total level, Mahakasha is compared to Parambrahma and the space reflected in the Aka, in the Mega or the cloud is compared to Ishvara. So how when we look at this, the cloud, we fail to distinguish between the space which is, we find only the space which is circumscribed by the cloud. And we fail to appreciate that the space, cloud space is different from the all-pervasive space. We fail to appreciate that distinction. So, Pāmarehi, Pāmarehi means people who do not give any thought. They just look up to their nose and not beyond. Mīgākāśa mahākāśau na vivichyate. How the ordinary people fail to appreciate the distinction between what we call Mīgākāśa or the cloud space and Mahākāśa, the total space. Tadvat brahma īśayoho aikyam āpādarshina pasyanti. In the same manner, āpādarshina those people who study the scriptures all right, but those who do not have that sampradaya, or those who do not know the methodology of teaching employed by the Shruti, they will feel that Shruti actually considers Param Brahma as Jagat Karanam, and therefore they do not distinguish which statement is when to indicate what. There are certain statements which only, only reveal Param Brahma. There are certain statements which reveal Ishwara or Jagat Karanam. And when we do not see the distinction between the two, we take both of them as one entity. So, Tadvat, in the same manner, Brahmeshayoho Aikyam Pashyanti Nabhedam. The people who do not know the style of the Shruti may not be able to distinguish between Brahma and Ishvara. And take Brahman as Karanam or take Brahman as and Sagunam and not accept Nirgunam Brahma at all. Because they would say the Upanishad presents Param Brahma as the cause of the creation. And a cause must have an attribute. And therefore they take Param Brahma and Brahma as Sagunam Brahma. They fail to appreciate that distinction between the Jagat Karanam and the Anishthanam. <coughs> okay. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti.